I got a question for you. Yeah, what's your question? You proud of me? I sat up here the whole time you're doing your podcast and I didn't say a word. Very proud of you, Waffle. So proud. So I was just tooling around and I think, you know, it moves like old people fuck. So, you know, of course, somebody with the damn Kelvin was like, aha, I'll get you. And I didn't even have Kang on there and I still won. Well, it's 50-50. I feel differently. It was super grindy and a little boring. Okay. All right. No, I I love to hear it. It's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. Oh my god. I think we can probably end it right here and just carry the bullshit session on to after party. Yeah, that sounds good. But some people tune in for the bullshit. But I'm good either way, I don't. <laughs> Welcome everyone to another episode of Trek Talk. I'm Techman16. I'm Kurt. And I'm Handy. And I'm Boom Sign. And I'm boom swing. <laughs> and we also got Mars here. He's talkative this morning. I'm gonna change Boom's name name to fucking Eeyore. <laughs> Thanks for noticing me. Oh my god. Anyway, for this particular segment, we're doing something a little different. We're gonna start doing uh arc predictions episode where when the arcs drop, we're gonna see what we have and we'll We'll have a, a short episode where we discuss what, what can happen, what's already being fucked up, what can be improved upon, what we're looking forward to. And then we'll do the episode like we're doing today, where we're going to review the Deep Space Nine Part 2 arc for Star Trek Fleet Command. And we'll talk about some of the what they bungled, what's really cool, what's not cool, um, what we maybe talk about, how it's going to lead into the final arc, and, and so on. So, tech. I just made some some Earl Grey tea, hot. I hope so. Did you did you microwave the water? No, I have a kettle. Microwaving the water is the American way. <laughs> anyway, so what did what did y'all think of uh, what did, what have you thought about the arc thus far? Um, I know we got like twenty four hours left or whatever, but it's it's done, right? There's not really going to be anything super cool on the last day. They never do it. It's just trying to finish up the battle pass. Uh, points so you can get your little 360 d sealing rods or whatever it is it was a little boring a little anticlimactic the arc in general is that what you're talking about yeah just overall i mean any anything in particular i mean we have we got a lot to talk about i mean we got the bajoran faction store we have the solo mottos we have the fact that you know scopely bungled the officer auctions and so forth so it was super grindy and a little boring the bajoran flavors are awesome Everything else, all, all I keep thinking about is when, when Deep Space Nine, when I think Deep Space Nine, all I think is armadas. Millions of armadas. Yeah. Solar armadas, Cardassian armadas, armada events, armada this, armada that. I'm like, I'm tired of armadas. They're kind of boring. One of the most boring parts of the game. Yeah. At least they're only a minute and a half. Those are the solo armadas. Yeah, they are the solo armadas. I, I don't know. I like... Sometimes to a degree, it can be a little fun to try to figure, especially with the Cardassian armadas hitting a little harder. You have to get back to some of the the fundamentals of how to have everyone crew across to do an armada. So uh, that at least is kind of entertaining, vaguely, but but it's way too many armadas. I, I do really like the solo armadas, actually, because, uh, again, that's also fun and trying to figure out, okay, what 
what ships do I want to use and what specific crew do I personally want to use on these that I think will be the most effective. You have the control, right? Like you get to choose which crews go on what ship. So you don't have to worry about one of your people, you know, showing up with a fucking Pike Moreau Chen crew begging stars off people, right? But they definitely push for, for two I mean, how many of those Armado events did we ultimately have where we had to score the, the fifty five hundred or whatever across the Cardassian Armadas? Like it was it was it was too many Armadas required throughout the I think we're gonna experience one today and that's gonna be the sixth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. And that's not even including the solo armados that you had to run. Yeah. Solo armada events, which were which were by the way, redonculous. There's the the free to play path or the regular path, and then there's like the pay to play. Their analytics show that we love armada because we always do them. I w- I will say for the armadas for the solo armadas. Uh, first of all, the Bajoran faction store in general is is fantastic. Um, I I don't have a problem with anything in that store. The profit tokens are they really help out. There's a lot of good things they do, and I was actually able to complete some of the solo armada events because. Uh, a lot of people were running their armadas every single day. And if you just saved up like two or three and you hit high enough, I mean, you could, you could knock those out uh, fairly easily. So that there's a, there's definitely a strategy to that. I got a question for you. Yeah. What's your question? What about the uh, complexity? So about that, the what the complexity of, of all this content, like everything is different. Uh, all the favors and everything we have to learn and every single arc is some new mechanic that we have to learn yeah i mean that i think when you talk about all the arcs like i'm just trying to focus specifically on this arc you know um it's not i don't think that it's very as far as complexity it's nothing it's actually at its core it's it's not really anything new i mean there's armadas which we know how to do those armadas uh, you do well based upon the size of the armada, the size of your ships, and the crew that you use. So that's not really anything different, except this time you just control the three ships that go to the armada. Um, for the faction store, we're used to grinding tokens from shit and trading it in, and then trading that in for other shit. So I don't. For me, it's just learning the new stuff which is pretty simple i mean it's not that hard to figure out oh these antimatter things they do this and then i do this and then you know i can i can trade this in for some other goodies i mean i i get more i will say that i get more uncommon and rare and epic g4 mats from the armada chests than i do from any pretty much any event so the, I think the benefits, yeah, I mean, it's more crap to do. We always talk about it, it's more crap to do, and we always beat that dead horse. And we know that's what it is. They're going to continue to do it because people are going to continue to spend money. But I think on the whole, the Bajoran faction store is a great addition for, your, you know, the ability to get materials, get these new research uh, tokens, which is essentially what they are. It's just a research, right? It's just a, a node, a buff you get. And I think that they are really good. Um I understand that the Bajoran faction store is locked until you get to 35, I think, is what somebody was saying. So, you know, sorry for people that aren't Ops 35 yet, but uh, it, it is a good thing overall. The solo armadas do get a little frustrating uh, just because you send your ships out, you beat one, you got to recall, repair, send them back out, beat another one. 
But it's then again, it's no different than any other armada. That's what we do. Fight until your ship's, you know, under three quarters of whole health or under half whole health, and then send your ship back, repair, go back to armadas. I mean, that's a fair assessment. I agree. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, there's not really a big difference. It's just more on your plate. And I think personally that the Bajoran faction store and what they did with that is probably the best out of any of the faction stores they've come out with to include, and I'll go ahead and say it, I think that it's better than the outlaw shit. The rewards that you can get um, by by way of trading in your, your loot, and you can get uncommon maps and ship parts and things like that, and these uh, profits, prize, or whatever the hell they're called, the profit tokens, um, the favors, uh, some of those are really great, and they permanently change the way that, you know, you're you're getting the game. I mean, there's one of them that, like, I think it gives you, like, Syndicate XP and Bajoran something every day or something. It's another daily chest that you can unlock. Or it, There's all kinds of cool stuff. They've improved the 24-hour chest where I'm getting anywhere between 350 to 1,000 Latinum and getting my Ultra Recruit tokens. And Yeah, yeah, sorry, Bearded just posted something. You get the Syndicate XP and Bajoran badges. So I think that there it gives people another route to source some of the things that they need every day. I mean, if I trade in two of the chests with the Bajoran badges, I can get, I think the other day I got like almost a thousand G4 uncommon ore, which would take me, you know, anywhere between a week to two weeks to refine that much. And depending upon the events, that would be two or three daily events worth of grinding and doing things for me to be able to get that much so as much as we'd like to complain i think it's definitely opening things up maybe not for the higher levels like people like boom and handy that are up in in the nosebleeds up there in the 50s um but for those of us who are more i guess moderately leveled in the mid ops 40s maybe a little bit lower i think it's a i think it's a great thing uh even for me i i feel like the rewards are better than they have been. Uh, so I, I do think it's a step up in terms of that. Excuse me. Um, but there, there is that little additional level of complexity. It, it's not too bad, but as you look at it, you have to make sure you're properly packing out and making sure you're buying your solo armada directives, make sure you're buying your Bajoran uh, faction credits, but also making sure you're you're raising your rep. It's I, I I actually find it kind of interesting. Um, you can kind of plan out a little more like, okay, when do I want to push rep versus getting uh, Bajoran credits, things like that. I will say the the favors, I mean, it, it straight up is, it looks like they were going to put in just a research tree and then they said, you know what, let's just call them favors and, and make it this, this day. but it's, it's 100% research. But it is it is better than things like the rogue uh, arc was, or well, the their store rather, excuse me. But it's almost a carbon copy in a way, um, just done a little bit better. I'm sorry, you said it was a carbon copy of what now? Of of the rogue stuff, the outlaw. Yeah, to me, it feels like less of a pain in the ass than outlaw. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it, it, it in a bad way. It's just that they took it, even the Outlaw, when it first came out, people liked it because it was different and interesting. 
Um, and this, it, it's not as new a, a concept for the game as, as maybe that whole loop was where, okay, now you're actually like you know, building this ship and collecting this other stuff and doing this whole other little rep tree and then filling out this whole new research bracket. Um, and, and we're doing the, the same thing here now, so it's, it's not as new, but it is a better implementation. Uh, I feel like they cleaned it up a little bit based on what they learned from the rogue that the whole uh rogue arc and store etc so it's not a bad thing and i i do like that they've done a little bit better on their rewards this time around just compared to what the rogue tree had but the thing that i like about it is you don't need anything fucking special you don't need a special ship you bring what you got these solo armadas like Jordy is great. Put Jordy on one of your damn. If you're not using Jordy as captain on one of your Armada ships, you're you're silly because that's you can absolutely get a, sh- a metric shit ton more of the 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 Armada tokens by using Jordy. So make sure if you haven't done so already, make sure you're putting Jordy on one of your ships. Put him on a weaker ship, whatever. Put him on your least effective ship, but put that son of a bitch on on the bridge with at least Beverly on the side so you can get some more synergy. Because I can tell you from experience, it, it's not going to make that much of a difference in armadas, you know, um, in, in the power that you that you're when you're fighting them. So, this just I, I like the fact that you can you can bring what you got. You don't have to have this special ship that you have to wait, you know, three and a half years to get, and then you know it's then you have all this other research you have to do for these armadas because they do different shit. And you know, the only thing is, if you lose these armadas, they heal, they heal themselves, and that's it. And that's just so people, you know, can't come in and swoop and take armadas or do this and that, you know. And so it, I definitely agree with you. It's it's similar, but it was done in a, in a much better way. And it doesn't take me forever and a day to do it. Are you talking about solo armadas, putting Jordy on? Yeah. About five. Uh, no, Jordy, Jordy's going to definitely get you more. And as a matter of fact, I, I never saw that much of a difference by putting board jayla on most of the armadas five definitely has an increase uh but you know it, it depends on what tier you have five because five is kind of a pain in the ass to tear up not that we're getting tons of jordy shards either but but jordy has a bigger boost to the lower tier well, um, yeah because i mean it's, it's a captain's it's a captain's ability and yeah, yeah. if you give him full synergy that's 80 percent right there and he yeah, you could do uh, Jordy. I use five anyway because I use uh, five on one of my other ships with five, six, and con or something like that for one of the Armada crews because it's kind of kind of a tried and true all around gr- crew. Um, so I use her anyway. But yeah, Jordy is really great. You put him on the bridge, and then with Beverly, you got sixty five percent more shit. So already you're getting more than what the board jail was giving you there if you have her at a lower tier. So. Uh, I guess that's a good point because uh, I'll never use Jordy because he's tier one. So another thing that we that we all know is the 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 other big one. They came out with the the strike team interceptor crew, which at this point to me just seems uh, everybody's making a big deal about it. But the thing is, they're going to come out with you know next month or the month after they're going to come out with. An interceptor or uh, an explorer crew, and then it's basically just going to be back to the battle triangle. So it, it's to me, it's not all that exciting um, at this point because 
somebody's going to have a damn strike team crew. And at that point, it's just basically going to be the battle triangle once again. Yeah, kind of. Uh, the, the thing with the interceptor strike team crew is it's not nearly as effective as the battleship strike team crew. And that really uh, comes down to the mitigation difference. Um, both both have powerful damage that they can add. I mean, they both have to a degree, you know, adding additional shots. Um, Battleship can do shield bypass, whereas the uh, Interceptor one has, of course, the crit that increases. But the real difference comes in, and, and you can see if you test against the... Di- so the Battleship crew is against triangle when it does when you fight interceptor um but it actually does decently because of the way that it pushes shots off round by round so you pretty consistently get you know you i've had fights where my interceptor even though i'm ramping up shots and stuff uh fires out you know over the course of the you know five rounds or whatever i'll get off only like 15 shots things like that which is way low for for a sanctus and i mean i I still win because i have a really big ship but but that difference versus the the interceptor strike team where it just reduces some critical hit damage which you know the the battleship strike team also doesn't even count on it actually ends up you know i don't want to get go tolstoy and get super deep into the math but if you actually take and start building those out and looking at that across you know like 10 15 battles of of equivalent tier ships with equivalent tier you know um strike team you know going across the board the battleship one does do a a fair clip better uh just so you know if people are thinking about it especially because of the way scopely did it and will probably continue to do to a degree with you'll just pay to get this strike team which I don't know that I like as a sourcing mechanic. Uh, e- even though, by by definition, the auctions, you're also paying to win the auction, but the difference there is you're buying mats, etc., and then spending it to tear up other things, and so you're still getting some value out of it as well, and then you, you get the officer versus just straight by the officer, and that money just goes to getting the officer and you're not increasing any buildings or any shit like you're getting no other additional benefit um but but also they're just they're not that great in general like you actually you tend to do better by just doing like honor guard wharf and gorkin or lorca and then you'll still you'll have gold cot side saddle because you want the the, the shot increase uh, but those statistically have actually outperformed the interceptor strike team. Whereas the battleship strike team, if you see that coming back around and you have any intention of having a battleship for PvP, you definitely want to try to acquire those those officers. The battleship ship strike team is exceptional. Yeah, I, I when we had a PvP event, there was somebody that had a a Kelvin that was a similar power to my. Katinga, and it was already damaged. And at the, I can't remember how much it was already damaged, but the, the, the Kelvin was damaged, and he comes after me because assuming I just spent hundreds of dollars on the strike team, I'm going to win, and they lost. Um, and as you pointed out, by round five, my Katinga squeezes off 32 shots. And 
if you couple that with Kang, and, and also I had Charbonneck on the bridge. I didn't even have Kang. So, because I was going in there looking for other battleships. And I don't have cloaking for my Katinga yet. So I was just tooling around and that thing, you know, it moves like old people fuck. So, you know, of course, somebody with the damn Kelvin was like, aha, I'll get you. And, you know, even with the wrong crew with, you know, <laughs> I didn't even have Kang on there and I still won. Uh, so I, I agree there. I have seen that it seems like it, if you're just by the book by, or by the numbers, the strike, the battleship strike team crew is far superior to the interceptor crew, which makes me really wonder what they're going to do with the explorer crew. And we'll talk about that at a different time because you're going to have to do something pretty significant if you're going to try to counter that shit. Cause at this point there's people with, there's people with, uh, I mean, people are throwing coronars at my Katinga and they're dying miserably when I've got very little whole health missing, you know, there's, there's a, <laughs> you're going to have to do something pretty big to overcome that. And then you touched on it earlier, the, the auction, this was the way that they source these officer shards is definitely not what we're used to. You get a little twos and fuse freebies, but for the most part, uh, you just had to spend money if you wanted to unlock these officers. I mean, there really wasn't, there really was no other choice. I know they had the, I mean, you could get lucky and pull a full Ducat by purchasing those legate decrees or whatever the fuck they are. But for the most part, you were having to spend, what was it, like, was it like three, four hundred dollars at minimum to guarantee an unlock for that guy? I think it was four hundred. You know, I honestly can't remember. I understand the idea of, okay, if you make it where you can just purchase the officer, then great. Now everyone can unlock him. It's not tied to just the few people that win the auction. On the other hand, like, like I mentioned, when you have the auction mechanic, you're still buying other things of value. You're still actually building up your, you know, again, your base or your ships or potentially, a, well, I don't know what the hell else you'd be building up actually, but whatever it is you spent money on, you're actually still building something up and getting the officer. So I don't know. I, I personally, and I guess it, that does come from, maybe a perspective of someone who can generally win whatever auction they're in. And so maybe other people feel differently T to me. I felt like it was much less value this time around because I did not get as much secondary benefit from, from unlocking the officer, but it would be interesting to know people that don't, you know, are, are cheap to play things like that. How, how they felt. Although if you're cheap to play, you may not be dropping $400 or whatever the hell it is to unlock. So I, I don't know. It, it, it just felt like an odd mechanic to me and it didn't feel like it improved anything because it doesn't feel like that many people are dropping all that coin in order to unlock officers this way. Like it feels like the same people unlocked Ducat as I would normally see win auctions I feel differently. Oh, okay. All right. No, I'd, I'd love to hear it. Yeah. I mean, on, on our server, everybody got to cook. But, and I, I think it's a good thing because the auction way limits the officers. You have all these people that, sure, they're doing other things like building up their base or building this or doing that research that they already do. But the downside is they do all that work. They put all that time to it and, and they're still not getting an unlock or getting anywhere close. 
which I see as a problem, especially for somebody like me in my bracket. We, we've got a lot of people in the 53, 54, whatever uh, bracket that are in the process of leveling, spending a lot of money, getting it done. And it's hard to win those auctions. Like, you got to really want it to win those auctions or just be one hell of a spender, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, a, a perfect point of that is that I had when Strike Team Lawn came out. I had so many mats that, you know, because I was just getting back into getting a little serious, getting serious about the game again. And so I had all these mats that I just had laying around and I finally upgraded. And it always works this way. You're waiting to upgrade one building and then all of a sudden everything takes rare mats and you have all the rare mats. And so you can just go through just blowing through upgrading buildings and research and all this shit. And I got millions and millions of points and I still I still only got fifth place in the law on auction. So in one aspect, it's available for everyone to get. But to me, it also, I don't know, the maybe that's why the crew is a little bit weaker. You know, so because it's more available, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, there's, there's benefits to both, I see. I mean, hypothetically, it would be nice to, you know, it would be the, the best way would be like Honor Guard War for as long as you completed the fucking events, you unlock them. You know, I mean, that would be really awesome. Do you have to put out any money? You do an auction on your server. Do you have to put out any money or are you clicking buttons that you already have the resources for? Oh, no, it, it still costs money. And, that, and that's part of why I said, like, I'd love to hear from other people because from my perspective, I could be way off. But, but to me, the amount of money I spent to unlock him, I could, based on whatever accrue, etc., I could probably get the win the auction with spending about the same amount. So in your case, it would be worse to have it just purchased because you're not getting shit else for it except for those officers. Yes. Whereas in an auction situation, you're buying stuff to upgrade all kinds of stuff, and then you're just getting the officer as a perk, basically. Exactly. And so th that's why for me, I disliked it less. Although I... I I like the fact that it became more available to more people, but I, I also think that that's kind of one of those covering an issue rather than addressing it. Because the real issue is that the long-term sourcing of new officers they add to the game, for the most part, has sucked. They've not found a good way to address officer sourcing. But they do that on purpose. No, I, I I fully agree, but e even even in the way that they do it on purpose, I think some of these officers, I I think they are still trying to find a balance. I think some of them are just way too slowly sourced, and they've figured that out. You know, some of the TS TOS or not TOS crew, TNG crew. What was it like? Data, I think. I as far as I know, you can only get him through away team missions. And it's just a super ugly way to source it. I, I think they figured out that that sucked. And then, so then they've tried stuff like like the Honor Guard War sourcing, I actually think is is solid. And then, you know, you look at things like the Cerritos crew and, and, and you have to do those refines, but it, it actually, you don't get those shards very often either. Like, I just, I don't feel that they've found any sort of balance in making it so that those that are going to spend money will actually spend money towards earning and unlocking them early 
but then that's still long term. You're not talking like, you know, a year off in order to get them to, you know, tier three, whatever, and make them a semi viable option. Um, I, I think they still just have a wide gap between where you unlock it when you you buy from that auction or like now with with Ducat, just straight up buy it versus when you if you are achieved to play a player when you can actually unlock it like i get you know encouraging the the premium and saying hey if you want them early you're going to have to spend but i do think they need to bump up that timeline a, a little bit like if i buy ducat today and you're going to free to play him you know you should still be able to at least unlock his tier 1 in a in a few months at least that's my opinion it seems to me that regardless, well, it, it, if they do the purchase, everybody's it. If they do the auction, only a select few have it. That's the main difference. Yep. Yep. I'm still trying to source Picard shards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have them unlocked yet. It's uh, 180 shards, and I'm at like 120. What about that event they just had? that gave you a bunch of them. Yeah, I wasn't about to spend uh, $300 to finish that event to to get the unlock. I got like halfway through it or something, three quarters. Just I got halfway through it based on Anthus Refines, um, Old Multiphasics, and the Daily Chests. Yeah, that's what I did. And I was like, I was I was doing the calculations about how much if I were to get all of it, how much I would I would have to spend. But then my math was wrong a little bit, and I realized I was like, oh, I can only buy. I only need to buy one pack. And then you know, um, I redid the math, and I'm like, oh, I need to buy three packs. Never mind. So, uh, anything else to review for this, and that we can get on and start letting people up on stage, and we can talk about it and anything like that that we just stuff that just the four of us want to discuss. We're just droning on at this. Point. All right, all right. In that case, the floor is open. How's it going? Are you ready? Hey, what's up? I've been isolated for four days. I'm COVID positive. <laughs> and it happened. Sorry, you're not feeling well. No, I'm fine, actually. I don't have fever. I have cough and cold, but I had I only had fever for two days. But um, I've recovered mostly. Your kid's doing good? I mean, I haven't seen her in five days, but yeah. Oh, so you literally it's, it's, separate it's, yourself from your whole family. Yeah, I literally came into the downstairs uh, guest room and I've not left the room for five days. Anything I wanted being being brought here. I don't, I don't want to, in fact, my wife is pregnant, so I don't want her to get infected. Gotcha. Makes sense. So are you guys still having issues over there with COVID or no? So, actually, I have not, I did not have, I did not get COVID when I was in the same room as my wife when she had COVID for 15 days. <laughs> And after two and a half years, suddenly I get COVID. I mean, it's crazy. And congrats on the uh, pregnancy. Thank you. A little scary, but yeah. Can only imagine. Yeah, I, I can't go through it again. So I'm we're being extra careful this time. You know, what was the craziest thing. I'll just bring up a topic. I just did a research for um, the Prime XP. You get 250% extra XP for a ship that you kill. And I didn't realize I had the maps for it because it requires multi-phasics and those 
um, rubidium particles or whatever. And I'm, I was grinding with my Stella in in uh, Lindstrom. I was getting like thirteen thousand XP per ship. I was like, holy crap! This is ridiculous. put on the five hundred put on the five hundred person EXO, and then you'll go even more crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. I don't think I have that EXO comp, but I can only imagine you get like uh, times five, so like sixty thousand per hit. It's crazy. No, you won't get. You'll get about thirty. It's not actually times five. Five hundred percent will only give you like double or triple or something like that. Uh-huh. It's it's. I was. I, and it's it's the only research that I've seen so far that requires multifacics. I can believe it. I was like, my my head was exploding. I was like, what is going on here? My Stella just jumped like seven. And, and it's not even cheap. It's about two hundred and fifty dollars worth of multifacics. Sixty-seven hundred. That's one hundred dollars. No, it used to be two hundred and fifty. Now it's one hundred dollars. When it came out, it was about two hundred and fifty dollars worth. Okay, when it came out, <laughs> we used to you used to get three hundred, three thousand, three thousand five hundred before. It becomes six thousand now. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Because yeah, my my packs are sixty-nine hundred for a hundred dollar pack. Now, now I'm talking about in the old when when actually that research came out. We used to get three thousand or three thousand or something like that for uh, for each uh, hundred dollar pack. That's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I'm ridiculous. Oh my god. You're proud of me. I sat up here the whole time. You're doing your podcast, and I didn't say a word. Very proud of you, Waffle. So so proud. <laughs> How's it going with your with your honcho chips? Yeah, but to give you uh, give a little bit of input on what you guys were talking about, I walked in halfway through the conversation. But yeah, I agree with Boom, but that just buying the officer is just stupid. I mean, come on. There are people who save. I've saved. I mean, I buy packs, but I've saved and saved and saved and I'll spend on something I want to. But just making it only pay is just stupid. Agreed. Auctions, I guess, yes. Auctions are pay only. Like there are people who will always get number one. But I'll try to sneak into the top five or top three and get it top three once and top five once and with what I saved and and manage to unlock it if there are two auctions. But if there's nothing, I'm never gonna get it. I'm not spending five hundred bucks for an officer, there's no chance. Usually you get like shards for the officer throughout events and everything else. So you'll, you know, you'll get like 20 to 30 shards just through doing the battle pass. And then if there's like three auctions, because some officers have had three auctions in a month, you know, if you place in the top 10 or even the top 20, depending on your brackets and your server, I don't know what it's like on your guys' server, but you can still end up with a full unlock. That's how I've unlocked all my officers. Exactly. I basically tried to place where I calculate and say, okay, I need this many shards, so I'll, I'll, I'll try to place in the top 10 or top 5, depending on how many shards I need. But if that option is not there at all, and you're progressing as well, like like what Boom said, your actual game is progressing because your ships are progressing, your research is progressing, your uh, base is progressing, all that matters. I, I can see the other side, though. I can see what Andy was saying in terms of, okay, now you have an officer where... It's not tied down to just those that, you know, manage to to place enough shards or place high enough in a couple auctions plus get their shards here and there. Why not do both? Well, right. Like, so so the the other option would be to expand 
the placement and, you know, give out those 20 or 30 shards or whatever it would need to be across those auctions. Uh, and that way you could allow people that place, you know, even 50th, whatever, that if you place in a few auctions, plus make sure you complete your events and dailies and whatever, and put in the actual effort that, that you could still get that tier one unlock by the end of the arc, something like that. But that, that I mean, they're, they're not going to please everyone will be the other thing because no matter how much they expand that some people would still miss out trying to unlock them through that auction mechanic on the other hand you know like v ready was mentioning there that some people you know when you just look at buying it flat out and you look at that cost you kind of bulk because it's like that's that's a lot just to unlock this this officer uh and, and not get much else other than the officer exactly zero progression People don't seem to understand that you're actually progressing your base, progressing your ships, progressing your research along with the auction, right? Yeah, but 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 I understand some of the their frustration because, you know, I imagine on your server it's similar to to my like. There's not a ton of of high level people, so I'm only competing against. No, now there are a lot, dude. I have twenty three fifty pluses on my server now. That, that's not that many. I mean, we've got like fucking like a hundred of them. You guys have to understand the population of V Ready server. That's significant. That that's saying that imagine if one of our servers, half the server was like level fifty or above. <laughs> no, no, we we we, we have about two three hundred people, uh, three hundred four hundred people. The population is not that bad once we uh, got merged with uh, the founder server, but. Um, yeah, it's still less compared to all you guys. So percentage-wise, we have a lot more. Percentage-wise, we have a lot more 50 plus than you guys have, and a lot more for 46 plus. I basically 70 percent of our servers 46 plus. Let's just I'll just give you that. Right, but but on the other hand, those auctions I I, I can't remember off the top of my head. But don't those didn't the auctions go to like you even got char- charges for like. 11 to 25 in terms of placement like i, I feel like it, it means that on your server most people could get shards where some of the other servers like and my server too so frankly auctions like i said work great for me because i can unlock plus build out my base but on someone like uh, handy maybe on his server you know he doesn't want to spend what it would take to compete with all the other hundred people to to win enough shards through an auction like for him it may be cheaper to just flat out buy the officer with money so to me though that still just shows a an a balance issue that scopely has because the different servers aren't balanced population wise and then just the way that the officer gets sourced in general, like you'll have some servers where it's better to just buy it outright. It allows more people to to still unlock it without breaking their bank, going crazy on an auction. And you'll have other servers like mine or, or yours to be ready, it sounds like, where it's pretty easy to do it through the auction without breaking the bank. And you get the bonus of upgrading your, your, your base and ship. So... Like like I said, for me, the auction worked out much better than just buying the officer straight out. But but it sounds like on on server thirty four, for example, 
being able to buy it allowed more people to compete without blowing huge chunks of money. Yeah, it, it differs from server to server, basically. Yeah, on my server, I guess, yeah, there are four or five people, yes, who always outspend me. Like, this is one guy who went from 46 to 57 in less than four months, or five months. Like, we have a couple of spenders, yes. He's quite mad. It took me two years, but yeah. The guy- I've always been against the mechanic of just being able to buy the officer, especially... You know, and I don't know all the packs now, but the unlimited pack for uh, Ducat right now, I'm sure they're they're idiots that buy an unlimited amount of those packs to max them or at least get them to tier four or whatever. We have a couple people that brought them up to tier four on our server. Right. So that to me is uh, wildly inconsistent with what Scopely at least was trying to do in previous arcs, where you can gain the majority of your shards through the daily events, and then you had an auction to get the remaining shards, or at least you can, at least in some of them, you get an unlock, then you could spend money to get, you know, um, tier two or whatever, and then source as shards later on. That to me makes more sense to try and source them throughout the event instead of just like, cause when I remember when strike team came out, you could just snatch up strike team and like max the two rare officers just by buying the packs and get on tier two or whatever, based on whatever auctions and packs you can buy. I thought that was like ridiculous. Like, wait a minute. You're giving the spenders like a significant advantage over everybody else. It makes no sense whatsoever. Uh, that's what happened to me this morning. I I was fighting somebody else who spent a significant amount of money on Gold the Cat. Mine's only a tier two because I only bought one. I bought one pack for each of the officers. Like I'm not a big spender, but I did buy that group. This guy went out and he spent a lot of coin on the Gold the Cat group. So his Gold the Cat is tier four. He had him on a North Cut and he smashed my fucking ship. No problem. Just because of the crew differences. We had identical identical crew makeup or whatever like it was the gold to cat crew two interceptors but he smashed me just because of that percentage difference in his oa that's definitely going to happen if he has a higher officer than you yeah but that's what i'm saying he was able to just drop probably two three thousand dollars to get that maxed out as much as he could he has both the side officers at tier three and gold to cat at tier four like i can't compete against it i had to recrew specifically to go against interceptors just to fucking kill him and he still took out over half my hull at hp the north cut versus the sanctus yeah this is a pay to win game though unfortunately yeah but it's pvp it's basically a pay to win there's always ways for you to find ways to pay money and get get ahead if you're willing to pay enough which is a little irritating but you know is what it is but it's always been that way. Spenders are going to win regardless, right? Because they spend money. Oh, for for, for sure, it's always yeah, yeah. At for least, sure. but at least you, you want to have some parity because at some point, all you're going to be left with is the spenders and the you know the baby dolphins and the dolphins and and the whales. Not you know, not including the krakens or the what's what's the last thing that Boylan used? Cthulhu. Cthulhu's, yeah. Just have the Krakens and the Cthulhu's. That's not fun for anybody. That's how games go to die. 
I'm not disagreeing that it's pay to win in PvP. 100%. It's always been like that. But it's just it's a ridiculous advantage that much. I agree that having it this far on, on, on pay to win, I actually don't think is a positive for the game. They they definitely need to add some little layer of parity, which they kind of had for, for a long while in terms of you at least had to do your dailies, etc., and grind out the rep to get those bigger ships. You couldn't, well, even if you could buy the ship outright, you couldn't buy the rep. But now they're starting to add in rep purchase mechanics. Like they, they added those packs and then also those weird uh, primes, the five level ones. Turns out once I finally got someone that that bought one and they were able to click on the little informational icon for it so you could see all the levels. It it goes it doesn't add a whole lot of it's not actually meant for uh, the faction credits, so it goes starting at four hundred. But if you have level five of, of one of those, you only get eight hundred faction credits. It's it's actually the the reputation. So if you get up to level five, you'll get and it's not even great, but you get five million rep a day. So they've they've added a way where you can kind of just sort of buy and for people that throw money at the game and don't care at all, you know, five hundred bucks for five million a day, they'll do it. And it's not a ton, but it does start to allow them to just do that much less to still pay their way to to get in the higher level ships. I don't know. I I I fundamentally don't like that addition at least it's not super you know super overpowered and it's 50 million a day or anything like that but but once you remove all aspects of you at least have to put in a little bit of time and effort in the game to to remain competitive and you can literally just throw down the credit card at any given time to try to to buy your way to stuff uh it's it's really kind of a to me a, a breaking mechanic um and the fact that you really could just legitimately buy a, a, a pack to boost your rep up enough to get like a G5 uncommon, for example. Uh, like, no, make, make those people put in the effort. Otherwise, they're not really playing your game. So I know Scopely cares because they're paying money, but uh, they shouldn't care. I mean, they should. They're a business, but... It will come back in some ways to bite them, I feel. Like, you have to have some sort of balance and parity in your game. The more the more it leans on the scale towards pay-to-win and pay-to-play, the more people slowly leave the game. And, like, uh, I remember what Tech Review already saying it, but, you know, when it, when you're, all you're left is with the people that spend a ton of money, it's not fun for them anymore, and they're just going to stop playing, too. Oh, oh, yeah, they'll bail immediately, like... If they don't have someone to beat up on, they're gonna end up bored too. Usually, the people that and and I'm not even I'm not talking about spenders. There are spenders who are smart about it and they enjoy other aspects. But the people that are literally just throwing down money to to get the biggest ships, whatever, and they're not really paying attention to think you know they're not putting in the time and effort to understand how to crew and who to crew against different. You know ship types and things like that they're the ones that just expect to pay to win and they like to have someone to beat up on and as soon as they lose that then they'll get bored and move on um the people that really like to do things like figure out oh, okay if i mix this officer with that officer you know and, and try 
they they can still potentially find some entertainment in the game uh continuing on so it, it's not all spenders but yeah if if you don't have parity and the the lower people feel like well fuck there's just nothing i can ever do now these guys get can i can't compete through through tenacity anymore they can just buy every aspect at this point you disenfranchise them and they start to leave and lower populations etc just you, you once you start that attrition train rolling it it doesn't tend to stop and you'll just end up killing your game no they're only doing that though with this arc an example is the kardashian uh, armada event like come on if you do not use rares or epics you have to i mean at my level at 54 i need to do like 50 uncommons that's ridiculous no, I, I agree. I agree. There I, are a lot of people who have stopped doing it. They're like not even doing the fucking event. They're like, I'm not going to sit and, and wait for 50 armadas. I don't have the directives. I'm not going to wait around for people to come and launch them for me either and hog them. So a lot of people are not even finishing the event. Like that itself is killing it. Forget anything else. I, I skipped the Cardassian counterattack SMS from yesterday. I was like, you know what? It doesn't pay out that great for for the effort that I would need to put in. So fuck it. Uh, yeah, they're definitely already starting to to do that a little bit. Yeah, fortunately, I was the biggest guy in my alliance, so uh, most of my guys request me for um, the bigger armadas. So I managed to finish it. But today, I don't think I'll bother. It's coming up again right now. They just launched another one. I'm not going to bother with this. Yeah, like with us, technically, I think in our fleet, right? Because the way our alliance is divided, we have three fleets in one alliance. I think my ship is the biggest one in our current fleet. I didn't even finish the event because most of our mids, they, they just go do the 39s, the 40s or whatever, and they just finish it on their own that way. They don't even bother asking for fakes to help. They just do it on their own. I I was somewhat busy yesterday anyway, but the potential was there for me to just go to other armadas and, and, and do it. But it's still, I didn't care because it, it feels like on that, that it's, it's not done very well. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't like the fact that you have to do, God, what is it like seven or eight, even of the, the epics to, to finish it. Cause it's what's, it's seven fifty each, and you have to do fifty five hundred. So yeah, I guess that's like six. Also, right now, just open your game, fight in the Disney SMS, the one where you kill Jamadar hostiles. I'm not going to kill fifty threes and fifty fours. Even if I decide to kill fifty threes, which will take me about ten hulls of my watcher, which is not even worth the effort. It's six hundred seventy six thousand per. Per fucking kill, and I need thirty nine point four million. That's seventy kills over fifty three. Yes, I just do it to farm the antimatter. I just farm my antimatter normally, and I finish the event. So if I go to fifty and fifty one, it's gonna take me about six hundred kills. I mean, come on, like they're really screwing over the fifty pluses, man. Those numbers are ridiculous. It was worse before, like not just the events, but like grinding that antimatter was worse before because you had to do what? There was like five or six. If you used a, a rare 
a G5 rare, it was five or six trips to get enough to do the max pull. It was exactly the same. They just lowered the amounts. No, no. But what I'm saying is you had to do the extra trips. So you could go out, fill your hull, and then come back. And you had to, So you had to spend that extra you know, hour basically warping back and forth because it's like a two and a half, three minute warp trip. And you had to fucking do all those extra trips back and forth. Now you can just go do it in one hull and you're fine. But it was still like I can do one haul. I can fill the fill the sanctus up, and I have enough for two days of pulls. Before I would have had to do uh, ten or ten or twelve fucking trips just to to do the same amount, and it's all that extra warp time is what was fucking annoying about it. Th- that is something that I feel was a positive change that they did actually make it so I didn't have to warp it back and forth a bunch of times. Still have to kill the same number of ships, which I I do feel is a bit high. Uh, but but at least I don't have to warp back and forth a shit ton of times to do it anymore. So so I'll I'll give them credit for that. I still go with two ships, and I still cannot even after they die, I cannot still get enough for one one triple pull. I have to send a third ship, which is pissing off. I'm able to now. Yeah, I'm I'm able to to farm up enough just one ship. I, I take my Sanctus out, and I usually do the 54s or 57s. Well, you, you have a Sanctus. That's the difference. I don't have a Sanctus, so I don't want to waste my watch on it. So I normally throw my Pylum and my core uh, uh, and go do like a full 50-51 run, and I have to go back and do another one run. So one and a half run or two ships, so three ships per, per triple pull for me. My Sanctus has... 460,000, I think, cargo. So I, I just go out and fill it, and that's two two days worth of max pulls. I was using the pylon before that when it took all those extra trips. It's like, fuck it, I'm not gonna... Whatever. 460,000? Didn't they reduce the, the amount necessary to refine every day? Yeah, they did. So that's what we were saying, is that before, it was, say it was 2.2 million, I think, you needed to do a max pull at my ops level. They made it 200,000. Yeah, so you had to go out and fill your ship up five, six times just to do one day's max pull, which, whatever, now it still takes me the same amount of, you know, repairs in Tritanium cost, but I can do it in one trip and have two days worth instead of fucking having to do six, seven trips for one day. This is the only real thing they changed. They didn't change the amount you needed to do or anything. They just changed, they just reduced the amount of trips it would take. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The point was like if you needed to do say 70 kills before to to refine, you still need to do 70 kills. The difference is instead of having to do that over the course of five trips, you can do it all in in a single trip. So so it it is legitimately an improvement in terms of of time required. It's just still a annoying pain in the ass to farm that much stuff. And if if Depending on the ships you're using, yeah, you, it it may be even more irritating. Um, you know, if if you're a higher level, but but haven't gotten to that next tier of of ship yet, like you know, be ready where you just you know you don't necessarily want to use a fortune or something like that. Then yeah, it's it's going to be very slow going. Yeah, at my level, I have to use the spendy fish and the auger, hitting forty threes and forty fives, and I think I get. Get an, enough. My auger dies, and I bring the jellyfish home. I get enough for one max pull and a little bit extra. I guess there's also the 
I don't I don't go out with a, an actual like Snowkirk crew or whatever to do it either. I go out with fucking uh, five of and a combat crew to just kill as few as possible to get as much loot as possible out of it. I guess if I went with like the snow crew, I'd have to kill twice as many, but I'd take a lot less damage, right? Yeah, it's it's finding that balance for you personally, or because like I'll have days where I got time, so I just do the snow crew and slowly grind it while I'm doing other stuff. And then there's times where I'm like, you know, I have a limited amount of time, but I need to make sure I get enough. And so I'll use five. So it just kind of depends for me, at least the frustration with time in general is, you know, they added in the last couple of, of months, two different grinds that are required without closing out some of these other grinding loops. And I feel like their stance is, oh, you know, people will just stop doing Borg or, um, you know, Rogue, things like that. But you you can't necessarily close some of those loops. I know for me, as much as I would like to just source my nanoprobes through away team missions, which when that one pops is amazing, I get it so rarely that I still have to go and farm Borg, for example, stuff like that. It's just... That's starting to get a little irritating. I, I wish that they just allow a point where, okay, you fully teared out your Vidar or you've completed your rogue research tree or, you know, stuff like that. So instead of having to, you know, put an effort and still farm to get these particles so that you can scrap your Stella and then use that little thing they have so that you can, I forget what it's called, but you can do a pull to get extra g4 ship parts through that tree or doing the 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 borg stuff where you still have to keep farming it just to get the nano probes to to do your you know get your borg credits and stuff like that like close it out let let you just it's the reward that you can get daily or weekly or whatever it is for for that because you've you've basically tied out that that uh that loop because otherwise you get people that you know, like me, even that that are competitive and keep doing all of these different loops to make sure I'm getting all the stuff I need. Well, to to give me that competitive edge, but at the same time, it gets frustrating and it's super time consuming. And you hit that point where you're like, "Fuck it, I hate all this shit. It takes too much time. I'm out." Um, I, I feel like they just they need to address that. I don't know how other people feel, but but that's my feeling. No, you're right. I I was sitting here for the longest time not needing to do Borg because I kept getting, you know, infrequently I was getting the stupid mission, but I haven't gotten the mission now in a couple of weeks. And I I just ran out today. Now I have to go do a damn Borg run just to have enough to keep doing my pulls. And it's just one more thing to grind on top of Actian and uh, the Jem'Hadar and everything else you have to do in this game right now. Well, luckily, today's BP event is threat reduction, so at least you'll be knocking out two birds with one stone. Uh, but I finished that with Swarm. Yeah, see, I, my Swarm's for daily. Yeah, but you're not going to finish the BP event if you're 50-plus with Bob. You're not going to do it. There's no chance. The milestone is, what, 13, 13.5 million for uh, the BP event. And a level 33 probe gives you 44,000. Exactly. You're not going to do it with Borg. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you almost always end up doing, or I at least 
uh, for the daily stuff, I, I end up farming swarm every day, which isn't particularly fun. It's also it's not particularly hard, but it's still just yet another time sink because it, it in your dailies, if you do that, it gives what is it like 115 points or whatever towards your total. Like it gives it gives a huge chunk. Exactly, I do. All five, I only do the seven. I only do the seven kills to get my, uh, uh, what do you call, biotics. I don't bother with the other stuff. I do the 22 kills because then I don't have to do any of my other faction stuff. Like the factions I'm not working on, I can just collect the swarm shit and it completes my dailies. Every day anyway, so for me it's different, I guess. Right now, the only one I'm collecting is the Romulan uh, faction stuff. So, you know, if I had to do the Federation and Klingon ones, that's, you know extra shit I gotta rep or whatever that goes against what I'm trying to do with the Romulan. And it's not overly difficult to get 22 swarm kills to finish off those seven dailies or whatever they are. Five. I think for the interest of um, of time, I'd, I'd say, I don't know about the rest of the other three of you, but I think we can probably end it right here and just carry the bullshit session on to After Party. Yeah, that sounds good. But some people tune in for the bullshit. But I'm good either way. I don't. <laughs> uh, well, you're, I mean, whatever you want to do, you're the one editing the shit. So, I mean, if you want to, if you want to edit more of this shit, buddy, that's on you. I'm looking out. You're right. A- after party, let's let's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Scopely, please, if you're fucking listening, fix the acting hostiles and low level systems for fuck's sake. Oh my god, it's well, and it's uh, we. I'm not going to go too deep into it, but I've noticed that since they rolled out their initial quote-unquote fix, I've seen ships start to break in other systems. Specifically, when I do my swarm stuff, now more than before, I'll see a destroyed ship. Like, you'll click on it thinking, I'm going to attack this, and it's got zero hull. It's still flying. Like, so it's breaking more stuff now, not less. No, I'm I'm so used to shit breaking. If I go outside... My truck is missing. I'll probably call nine one one and and point them in the direction of Scopely. You know, they changed something in the game, and it fucking now my truck's gone. Like it's it's so it's so bad. Um, but anyway, all right, Tech, we're we're done. All right, sounds like a plan. Thanks everybody for listening to our bitching, and hope you enjoy it. Click like, subscribe, comment, do all the things social media asks you to do. As always, thanks for listening. I'm Techman Sixteen. I'm Kirk. I'm Andy. I'm Boom. And we're fucking out of here. (laughs) (laughs) We're fucking gone. Later, bitches. Join the after party.